When it comes to people in powerful positions, you can't always take them at their word. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time. Often you need to take what they say with a pinch of salt. My blood is black, green and gold. I will never form a political party. I'm born African National Congress. I will die African National Congress. And sometimes what they say is just downright ridiculous. There's a shabby in there. I think it's two streets away from the Buddha house. Now, I will not admit or deny that I was going to the Shebin, but because I haven't, my young wife is not aware that there's a Shebin there. But, but there's a Shebin there. And that's where we find ourselves this week on the story. It all comes down to a love triangle, one that involves Minister Mantashe, another minister, and a so-called slay queen. Now, you'd think a sex scandal would be the thing that would be dominating headlines if it involved ministers, but alas, it is not. In fact, the story behind the story is actually one of allegations of bribery. You're listening to The Story. It's a new podcast from News24. Every week, we're going to take you inside our newsroom. We'll speak to journalists and experts about the week's biggest story. This is what we saw, heard, and uncovered this week. I have no statement. Uh, Ted, who issued the statement? You are putting the cat before the horse. That was our Mineral Resources Minister, Gwere Mantashe, pretty much running away from journalists on Tuesday outside Parliament, telling us that we're putting the cart before the horse. I'm joined in studio by News 24's Rian Krobler, who's been reporting on this story. Rian, here we find ourselves speaking about yet another sex scandal. And yet, the attention seems to have been drawn away from the actual sex scandal. We're referring, of course, to the uh, report by Sunday World about an alleged love triangle, if you will, between what uh, they refer to as slay queen Lerato Machado and the finance minister Tito Mboweni and our public enterprises and energy minister Gwede Mantashe. In fact, that headline made me giggle. Two ministers and a fed-up slay queen. And a fed-up slay queen. That being said... There was a sidebar next to the story. The newspaper Sunday World approached um, Minister Mantashe to elicit comment from him. And he then made the revelation saying that he had previously paid two journalists to make the story go away to the tune of 70,000 rand. And that blew up and became the actual story. Rian, I just want to interject for a moment here to point out that um, when it comes to Minister Mboweni and his relationship with this woman, he is a single man engaging in a relationship with an adult woman. So really, as far as things go, not much of a scandal to speak of here. The real kind of scandal of it all is that Minister Mantashe is a married man. So here we're dealing with an extramarital affair that has the potential to cause real reputational risk or reputational harm, at least. So anyway, what happened next? The editor of Sunday World, um, Makuru Sefara, then claims that he called Mantashe back to verify what had been said to the reporter. And uh, he told me that Mantashe then uh, repeated 
the claim to him that the journalist had been paid uh, 70,000 Rand and that he was not prepared to pay another journalist to make the story go away and that that was his comment. Um, uh, Sefara told me that he had recorded the uh, conversation and that uh, Minister Matashi was uh, welcome to sue the newspaper uh, because they are prepared to stand by their story. Right, so we've got the Sunday world adamant that they're willing to go to court for this. So what was Mantasha's response to all of this? What, what did he say? It took until Tuesday for Minister Mantashi to come up uh, with a response. And the response didn't come from him personally, but from the chief of staff of, of his department. It was a very short statement, which merely said, the statement attributed to him seems to have created an impression of him being involved in the act of bribery. Mr. Mantashe is clear that none of the, uh, of the sort occurred. Further attested to by the newspaper, there was no verification of these allegations prior to the publication of the story, and that Mr. Mantashe, both in his personal capacity and that of being the executive authority, believes in upholding the integrity of the media and media freedom. And that was it. So from Sunday, when the news breaks, all the way up to Wednesday, we have Mantashe not saying much, just you know, speaking through his spokesperson and a official channels and kind of delivering a bit of a confusing mixed message. Then Thursday comes around and we get this statement from Sanef saying that they've actually met with the minister and he's confirmed three things. The first is that, yeah, he had said that he had bribed journalists. I mean, those statements in the Sunday world are true. But then he says he hadn't actually paid any money. He said he paid money, but he hadn't actually paid money. Um, and then the third thing, which I think is quite significant, is that he says he'd be subject to the processes of an inquiry into media ethics and credibility around this, presumably understanding the seriousness of um, him firstly saying that he had offered the bribe and then affirming that he just said it, but he didn't actually do it. Now, we've heard from the Sunday world, we've heard from the editor, um, we've heard from the minister who's kind of said things in bits and bobs in a kind of contradictory way. But what is the ANC saying about this? Because this is serious. The ANC has come out in support of Mantashe. Um, they said that they were heartened by his de- denial of, uh, of the bribery allegations. Um, uh, the ANC spokesperson, Puli Mabe, issued a statement saying uh, that the uh, uh, the fact that Mantashe um, had made the assurances that he was never involved in uh, criminal un- or unethical conduct, uh, conduct was acceptable to them and uh, that they believe that bribing journalists is not only criminal and un- unethical but is also inconsistent with the values of the NC. Right. So, as it stands, no denial of the actual affair, uh, denial of the fact that he could have potentially bribed journalists. And the denials are also um, interesting in, in the sense that um, it's not as defiant as one would expect. Firstly, there was no outright denial of the alleged affair. And secondly, in, in the denial of um, the report that he had allegedly bribed journalists, there was no... Uh, Um, call for a retraction or threats of legal action uh, or anything. It was just a straight up and down three paragraph, I didn't do it. Obviously, this is a developing story. Day by day, we're getting new tidbits of information. So News24 is going to be keeping our readers and our listeners updated on this. Rian, where can people contact you um, if they want more on the story or if they've got a juicy tip? 
I'm reachable on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at brahrobis. That's B-R-A-G-R-O-B-B-I-E-S. Excellent. Rian Hrobler, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jerusha. For me, through this whole story, there are two main issues that keep cropping up in my mind, and I, I can't shake them. The first is the really obvious implication and the serious implication on journalism here. We have essentially a minister saying that he had offered bribes to journalists. And even though he's backpedaled on Thursday and said, you know, he said he did, but he didn't really. Let's just follow this through to a logical conclusion. Let's say he had. That means that there are journalists sitting in a newsroom in this country who are potentially uh, brown envelope journalists, you know, having received money, bribe money, um, not to publish a story. That's serious, and it's got serious implications for the industry. So that's the first thing that I keep thinking about. The second has to do with Mantasha himself. Mantasha the minister, or, you know, Mantasha the mess. And this is actually just kind of the latest in a string of unfortunate incidents involving him. So to unpack this a little further, I'm joined in studio by Peter Jutoy. He's the assistant editor here at News24, and he's going to help us make sense of it. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Jerusha, it's a disaster all around. The politics of the matter can keep us busy for days on end, but from a journalistic point of view as well, and that's where that's where you and I operate in, is we're a profession under enormous pressure um, in terms of ethics, in terms of, in terms of sustainability, in terms of... Of, of our role in society and when this something like this comes along um, after some incidents over the last couple of weeks where journalists were implicated at the Zondo Commission you know this couldn't have come at a worse time where a minister says that he paid off to two journalists and two journalists actually took the money um, it was quite remarkable for Mantashe to admit to something like that to a newspaper you know it's it's problematic on a problematic on a political uh, side and on the, just, uh, on the journalistic side as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about Mantasha, the man uh, in a political sphere. Yes. Look, Peter, he, he's a bit of a mess at the moment. Uh, the mess yeah. that is Mantasha is kind of touching all spheres um, of party leadership. Mm. Uh, chat mm. to us about that. Look, uh, Mantasha, when he was appointed Minister of Mineral Affairs, um, he, according to many uh, trade union leaders, was a breath of fresh air because... Um, the very controversial mining charter um, seemed to have gotten stuck under the previous minister uh, and and certainly Minister Mosabenzi Zwane who was a Zuma minister and he was very open to um, the, the, the issues that the mining industry brought forward um, and was apparently much more open to seeking middle ground between government and the mining industry but on a political level um, as chairperson of the ANC, you know, he's also seen as closer to President Cyril Ramaphosa than he was to the Nkosazana Tlamini Zuma camp. But the problem, Jerusha, is that this minister deals with um, an industry under pressure, just like journalism is. Uh, the mining industry, there's lots of money involved, lots of capital investment. It's a, a big driver for the economy. Now, if you have a minister who is supposed to be involved in negotiating contracts or, you know, uh, dishing out concessions or uh, 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 licenses to mine and all the rest of it, and he admits to paying bribes, that's a massive problem. Yeah. Um, in fact, 
you know, the scandal aside, his policies are, are not landing either. The most recent integrated resource plan, largely coal dependent, unsustainable. Um, we've run a couple op-ed pieces saying mm. as much. In a world that desperately needs sustainability, it seems like the minister's plans are falling behind. His wife actually um, owns a company that in the past has provided coal to Eskom. So, you know, there's conflict there as well. You know, not only is his family involved in the mining industry and the energy industry uh, with ESCOM and electricity electricity provision, um, you know, the, 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 the IRP has fallen way behind. It's years behind. Um, it is still very much coal-focused. Um, and, and as with many things in this government, the policies aren't aligned with what we can actually afford. Uh, the policies aren't well thought through. And the policies aren't always implemented, well, almost never implemented, like we've seen with the uh, medium-term budget policy statement this week. Um, so so, so on, a, on, a, on a governance level, you know, there are issues in Mantasha's department, but certainly on, a, on an ethical level, um, the president needs to take action. And you know what's frightening, Jerusha, is ever since the story's come out, there's been a deafening silence from the presidency. This story has all but sunk without trace, and I think that's the problem. There's no accountability. In an ideal blue sky environment in government, what should happen? What should the president be doing? Well, the, the, the president should uh, put Mr. Mantashe on, on, on leave, uh, appoint an acting minister to that department, and then he should launch a proper investigation into whether or not one of his ministers did in actual fact pay a bribe. Now, the, the spin that's coming from Mantashe's office is, yes, he might have said that, but he didn't mean it, he didn't pay a bribe. Then why say it? Why say something like that? Why say it twice? You know, does that mean that you are open to paying or receiving bribes um, you know the the, the the law governing corruption says that the person who pays the bribes is equally as guilty as the person who, re who receives the bribes so you know there's no way of getting around this um, the president should put him on leave should launch an investigation and should uh, uh, should take the public into his confidence about what he finds that's news 24 assistant editor peter detoy thanks for chatting with us today the Story is a weekly podcast by News24. It's hosted by me, Jerusha Sukhthiorath, and produced and edited by Nokotula Manyati. For more on this story, visit news24.com.